You're listening to the Children's Book Marketing Podcast, the podcast that teaches self-published children's book authors how to use branding to connect with readers, leverage content to sell more books, and grow a business that goes beyond the book. Being a children's book author means you found a unique way to deliver messages with words and illustrations. But to thrive as an independent publisher, you'll need to master the art of attracting and engaging with readers so that you can sell more books. Join me to learn proven marketing strategies that can be implemented without hassle or complexity to take your publishing endeavors to new heights. I'm your host, Michaela Simone Ben, mompreneur marketing maven, fellow self-published children's book author and content creator. Are you ready to define success on your own terms? Then let's get to it. Hi, I'm Michaela, host of the Children's Book Marketing Podcast. Welcome to episode one, season one. I help authors use branding and content to reach families that want to diversify their bookshelves. And this podcast is an extension of the work that I do through a company I started in August of 2020 called Brand Story Boulevard. At Brand Story Boulevard, I lead a small but mighty team that provides marketing services and coaching exclusively to self-published children's book authors. These authors create picture books of all types from poetry and nonfiction to folklore and chapter books for kids up to age 10. As of this recording, it's the third week in October in the year 2020. We have been living in a global pandemic for the last seven months. My belief is that the time we've all spent adjusting to the realities of a world with COVID-19 have really been a wake-up call. And as such, the new normal has brought about changes that none of us anticipated when we launched into this new decade. And I don't know about you, but I still forget every now and then that the world is a completely different place. If what's happened in your tiny part of the world is anything like what's happened in mine, you have been forced to embrace change. And doing so may have taken you down one of four select roads. You could be on number one, status quo street. This is where nothing much has changed about how you operate from one day to the next. You still have the same job you had before the pandemic broke out. You're able to maintain financially with the same standard of living that already existed. And you expect to continue going about your personal and professional endeavors, you know, as you always intended. Even before we broke into this brand new decade on January 1st. Aside from the inconvenience and the emotional wreckage left by the massive loss of life that we all feel, and perhaps the anxiety that you may feel trying to stay safe out here in these streets, you believe you're going to make it through this period in time, and you're grateful for that. So if you're on status quo street, that's what your outlook may be. But you could be on all the balls dropped parkway. You were barely getting by before the pandemic hit. And then when we got swept up in COVID-19 social distancing and all the hysteria around the down economy and things going into shutdown mode, you felt it in a major way. The company you reported to each day may have upended its workforce. 
or your business was struggling, and then finally you couldn't hold on to it any longer. This thing put you into financial ruin, and now you're picking up the pieces. Sure, you've found ways to scrape to get by, and your hustle has become more intense, but your head is just above water, and you don't know what will happen from one day to the next. If you live on All the Balls Dropped Parkway, trust me, I felt some of that as well. Someplace else that you could live is on Elevation Alley. Here, a few irons were in the fire before the pandemic hit, and you were beginning to gain momentum in some areas of your life or your business. And so... When the news of sheltering in place broke, you were poised to ride the wave with grace and with grit. But not only did you ride the wave, you crushed it with a fury. You were prepared to scale and scale is exactly what you did. And you've seen your most profitable days over the past seven months. So you're on the path to having a more rewarding year than you ever could have dreamt. You're becoming who you aspired to be when you set your goals and your ambition knows no bounds or restrictions. I applaud you, all of you who live on Elevation Alley. If that is your address, better believe I'm coming up there too. The last place you might live is on Determined Startup Drive. Most people during a crisis may think that it's unlikely to start a new venture when it all hits the fan. But to you, well, you're just crazy enough to zig when everyone else chooses to zag. You looked at what was happening in the world around you and you decided to take a risk, act on your passion and dive into making a difference while you still have breath in your lungs. You realize that life is short and the more faith you put into action, the greater the possibilities are that you will find your fit doing something that is fulfilling and serves others in a way that sets your heart entirely on fire. You're confident in your abilities and you have no fear of failure. And guess what? Your resilience is paying off. This, this is the street that I live on. And just so you know that I'm not a total daredevil, let's check out a few iconic change agents that rose to prominence during this time of crisis in years past. Of course, this is unprecedented, the COVID-19 pandemic. But in other times where the way of life may have been challenged due to some other financial upheaval or some other concerns with the economy, There were people who had the courage to go for it. And these individuals in particular, I'm citing because they've enriched or influenced me in some way. So on the personal care side, we've got Miss Sarah Breedlove, best known as Madam C.J. Walker, who started her empire selling hair care products in the early 19-teens. During that time, she became a millionaire. And the year before she died is when the Spanish flu of 1918 hit. Aside from the flu that broke out, she had 
challenges that were faced socially and economically simply because of racism against African-Americans in the United States. That was the major threat to her journey and her success. And her legacy, by the way, was carried on by her daughter and has been preserved in Indianapolis through the Walker Theater and the Walker Legacy Center near downtown. How do I know that? Well, I know this because I lived in Indianapolis for nine years prior to relocating to Atlanta in 2015. On the tech side, a couple years ago, now almost 10, these three guys got together and they combined forces. What they did was create something that is unprecedented. These three entrepreneurs, Ben Silberman, Evan Sharp, Paul Ciara, they came together during the economic downturn of the Great Recession. And you know what they brought together? Pinterest, one of my favorite apps. And I go there often throughout the day. It's part of my obsession with digital scrapbooking, but also it's made me and other brands really familiar with the platform as a way of reaching our audience. And as a digital window shopping type of platform, what you thrive on if you are an avid pinner is discovering new products. More than 300 million people use Pinterest each month, and it's among the top social media platforms that exists today. Had these guys not gotten together during the economic downturn of the Great Recession, Pinterest may never have come alive. And I'm grateful for it because, like I said, I use Pinterest all the time. This next one that I'll talk about is a business that started around the time of the dot-com bubble burst, which was right about the time that I was graduating from college. I'm referring to MailChimp. And though MailChimp is not the email customer relationship management software that I use today, this was the first that I signed up to use years ago when I first got into blogging. It was founded in 2001 by two guys, Ben Chestnut and Mark Armstrong. And it came into existence around the middle of the dot-com bubble burst. The significance is that a number of their competitors have sprouted over the years to improve user-friendliness of email CRMs, but a lot of things that exist the way they do now started that way because of MailChimp setting a trend to do some things that were far less complicated, far more within reach for small business owners who were not the least bit tech savvy. And guess what? They're headquartered here in Atlanta, not too far from where I live. So I got to give it up to a local powerhouse that has a global reach. Now, because each of these companies has been able to leave their mark on business or society in some profound way, I'm sure that my budding book marketing company and self-publishing empire can claim a space all its own. I am not out of my mind for starting something completely new during the pandemic. I, my friend, am just getting started. And so what's this podcast intended to do? I created this podcast because I have been equipped with the skills to see opportunities and strategies through the lens of a marketing professional for nearly 20 years. However, I realized that not all authors have the time to figure out how to harness the power of branding and content to effectively navigate the business of being an author. 
This podcast is for you. If you want to be empowered with marketing resources and tools that will enable you to own your content and work smarter without having to work harder to reach your ideal readers through digital media, digital media being social media, email marketing, and the like. This podcast is for you if you want to develop a consistent brand story that turns people who casually follow you into fans of your work and your loyal supporters each time you release a new book. And they'll also become supporters of your mission to impact families in a positive way, if in fact that's the direction you'd like to go. This podcast is also for you if you want to know how to stop wasting time on social media, aimlessly posting, and instead use it to strategically meet your readers where they are and convert them into email subscribers that will give you a more personalized experience relating to them. People who will look forward to hearing from you. People who you do not have to fight the algorithms that change almost on a weekly basis as they should because they are owned by some of the largest tech companies like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest that I mentioned, and they are well within their right to do so. But if you want to gain a sense of control over the relationships that you establish when you meet people in social media, definitely want you to stick around because there is a lot of insight that you can garner from a lot of the things that I teach because that's my background, marketing and communication. If you want to learn to establish and manage a network of distributors that will position you to sell more books to readers, readers who, by the way, are searching each day for stories with amazing illustrations and messages, just like the ones contained in your books, you should totally tune in to this podcast. It's for you because there are so many ways you can be pulled and not all of them are going to be worth your time. I teach you through a number of different strategies for getting your book out there, where to put it and how to put it in the places that will enable you to get the greatest amount of royalties. This podcast is also for you if you want to gain visibility among children's book authors. And those are authors that aren't necessarily your competition, but people that you may want to collaborate with. And as you strengthen your awareness of trends that are working for authors who collaborate with each other, there is a rising tide factor to that, which will enable you to experience greater book sales and them to experience greater book sales as well. And then finally, this podcast is for you. If you want to have a reliable partner for insight and feedback that will help you package your book as a product that is not only high quality, but also helps you to use your book as a gateway to monetizing your book into a business that flourishes. All of those reasons and probably a few that I didn't mention are why you should tune into this podcast. So once you tune in, what should you expect? Well, the frequency of this podcast is pretty simple and straightforward. The Children's Book Marketing Podcast will take the following format. What I'll do is air an episode each Wednesday afternoon. 
and the show will run in seasons. So we're in season one right now. Each season will be 12 weeks long. What will the podcast cover? You may be wondering. Well, this is a topic-based podcast that will center around marketing for children's book authors. The mix will involve my teaching style, which is very conversational, with interviews from self-published authors and specialists who know their way around digital marketing. A list of topics existed before I announced that the podcast would release, and I announced that during the last couple of weeks or so of September, but then I opened the floor to authors that I'm connected to to ask what they thought and what they might want to hear. And I ended up with a slew of other topics that they wanted me to cover. So thanks to their openness and their contribution, I have more than enough material to cover four seasons and marketing topics alone that range from building a brand to how to cater to an international audience of readers. So we're good there as far as topics are concerned. Show notes will be available on my website, www.brandstoryboulevard.com, and they'll be available after each show airs for links to resources that are mentioned during the episode and for any offers mentioned during the show. Details about the interviewees will be included as well as a transcript of the episode in case you happen to be someone who wants to read it in your spare time as opposed to listen to it. You can highlight things. And if you don't want to take notes, having a highlighter handy is going to be essential if you choose to print out the transcript. If you like what you've heard so far, I have a special treat for you. Instead of making you wait until next week for the next episode, I've recorded three episodes that can be released at once. That means you can move ahead to the next episode in this season as soon as you finish listening to this one. I did that because I want you to more quickly decide to join me along this journey by subscribing to the podcast. That way you'll receive notifications for when each episode is live. And then you may also become a patron of the podcast on Patreon if you like it a whole lot. And this is where you'll get access to me in a variety of ways for simply showing support for the show. So stick around and be ready to take good notes through each episode because I drop a lot of gems. And once you start jotting these things down, if you need to have some dialogue behind them or you want additional insight into how you can use them, you'll be able to get in touch with me. Just send me an email. I'll have all of the details on how to reach me in the show notes. So thank you for joining episode one, season one of the Children's Book Marketing Podcast. I really appreciate you hanging out with me. I'll see you in the next episode.